With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio. For centuries, eyewitnesses have reported seeing giant creatures in the woods of North America and beyond. These forest giants have been known by many names, including Sasquatch, Oma, Yowie, Yeti, and their most commonly used name, Bigfoot. Join us as eyewitnesses share the details of their encounters with these forest giants on the show. And now your host, Vic Cundiff. Hi everyone, thanks for listening. If you've had a Bigfoot encounter of your own and would like to be a guest on the show, please go to BigfootEyewitness.com and submit a report. I'd love to hear from you. Hi, my name is Robin and I was on episodes 64 and 65 with my brother, Aaron. And we were talking to... Vic and your audience about our unique experience here in Montana. I have a cabin that's pretty remote and it is flush up against a national forest. And we have had Sasquatch activity here almost daily since 2011. And um, at that time I had a very young daughter who was I think she was about two when all of this first started and it started with knocks on our home and finding lots of footprints around sightings, tree breaks that were 12 feet up. And, um, just was a very, very unique situation that we have here. We still have daily activity and Vic asked me to come back and talk about what's been happening at our house since I was last on. And there's been a lot, like I said, I mean, we pretty much have daily activity here. I know that that's very hard for a lot of people to believe. And actually when Vic asked me to come on the show, I was so flattered because I get so used to this life where we have activity so often that I I just don't think that anybody would be interested in hearing what we have to say because it's our normal now. And it has been, like I said, since 2011. So I'm, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what's been happening since I was on and pretty much at our house, the regular activity that we experience is um, a lot of house banging that goes on usually during the day 
And at night, if I'm home from work, I'll regularly hear house bangs. And it's really loud. I mean, and I've had people, the people that I've shared with, my friends that live here and friends, you know, that I have who do not live here. When I tell them house bangs, unless you experience it, you don't know how loud it is. I have an insulated log house. The exterior is log and the interior is stucco. And in between the log and the stucco, it's a lot of insulation. It gets below zero quite frequently here in the winter. And when this first started happening, my brother's a very strong man. He's almost 6'3 and played football in college. He's a big guy. And he went outside because he thought that we were just full of it and imagining it and that it was something else like a tree hitting the house. We don't have trees really near our house, branches that would hit. So he went outside and was banging and you can't hear anything on the interior of our home. He hit it with kind of like almost a baseball bat type um, thickness and you still can't hear it. So when I say we get bangs, we get bangs. It shakes the house. It's very powerful. And for me, I know that when I hear bangs and it's the day or the night, that if it's a bang and not a tap on the window, I go outside and I know that we call them my daughter Willow. You'll hear from her in a little bit. But Willow and I know that it's, she calls them the friends. They've always been the friends to her, that they want us to come out. So we'll go outside and just start talking with them or sometimes we see them. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes when you go outside, you just see a shadow or negative space. Like when you look in the tree line, you'll just see, you won't even see a shadow. It'll just be negative space there. And then you'll know that someone was there because you'll turn around, literally turn around and turn back and it's gone. I don't know how they do it. They're very fast. Lots of times I know from listening to Dogman Encounters, people talk about how fast they are. The Dogman, the Sasquatch are just as quick. We'll see. It looks like a streak. And my brother has seen this. My parents have seen it. Willow certainly has seen it. Where you'll see a brown streak or a a black streak. Or we have a white, we call him white friend. And we'll see this white streak. And that's how fast they are. You cannot see like how you would see um, a runner sprinting. And you can see the physical form of that person running with these beings. You, at least our experience, we do not see that. We see a streak. Or, you know, if we see them, I've seen them walk off a couple of times. And I know Willow has too. But on our regular day, we usually hear banging in the morning and then I'm gone at work and Willow has school, but we'll come home and there'll be banging. And usually in the middle of the night, if they bang, we have a a very large great Dane now who's the size of a cow. He's huge. And they now like to play with him. So in the middle of the night, we'll hear a bang and he'll get all excited and want to go outside. 
So I'll let him outside and he'll be gone for oh, like a half an hour, 45 minutes and come back just frothing, so tired. And sometimes he'll have their, their skin, their hands can be quite oily and he will have greasy handprints on his back or wherever. And they're, it's kind of like if you put a greasy hand on a mirror and then dust the whatever dirt or whatever they're doing, it, it's like a grease print with dust on it, like a fingerprint kit or something. And he'll come back with all of these handprints all over him. And I, you know, Willow and I joke that we think that they like him so much because he's like a puppy size to them. He's huge to us. He's literally the size of a calf. He's very, very big and really tall. He's a great Dane. But for them, we know that some of the friends that are here are about 12 feet tall. They're very, they're huge. You can't imagine how big they are until you see them and experience being around them. And and like I said, and see them. You have no idea how big they are and how their presence is, but we think that they like playing with him because he is so big. But when we let Argus out during the day, I'll kind of keep an eye on him. And you can see projectiles coming out of the woods. They'll throw branches for him and he'll get the branch and bring it back. And then here comes this branch being tossed out again. So they play with him and they leave him little toys. So the other thing that they do that I talked about on episode 64 and 65 is this gifting. Well, for one thing, I need to back up a little bit and explain that people do not habituate Sasquatch. Sasquatch habituates people. We are habituated. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know that this is their area that we built on. And they've probably have always been here. 
And um, this land has been in our family since the 40s. And I'm sure that my grandparents had experiences. We never heard about them, but I'm pretty sure that they did. My grandma would always say things to me like, oh, if you look across the river, there are eyes looking at you. And I, and just mention like seeing eyes across the river. And I always thought she was kidding. And now in retrospect, I'm kind of wondering if she wasn't kidding. And if maybe she really did see things and she was trying to start a conversation about it, because I do think that they've been here a very long time, but they leave gifts. We don't really leave gifts for them. Initially we did. We left out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and things like that, but we don't. And I don't recommend that people do that either because for one thing, they're fully self-sufficient and they don't need our junk food. And for the other thing, I mean, it's, I don't know, it, it just doesn't feel right for me to give them food. We've left out rocks for them. They seem to really like rocks. I collect rocks and I have quite an extensive rock collection outside and sometimes they'll move them. Sometimes a rock will disappear and nobody else might notice it, but I would. And I'll come back and maybe months later, that rock is on my porch or somewhere that it shouldn't have been. It's obvious to me that they brought it back, but we also get gifts. Willow has had so many toys brought to her from them. I don't know where they get them, but she's had all these little toys and it's things that that she likes. They pay attention to what you like. When she was really little, she got a tiny little plastic bunny and she found it in the, we have a rock, a river rock garden and she found it in the river rock garden. Now I have never bought her toys like that because choking hazard. She's maybe two and a half, three when she found it, but she also was, given all kinds of toys like stuffed animals who knows where they get them they've left sunglasses it's just it's a really weird thing but they seem to like to give you things that you like we've had plastic flowers left on our doorstep and who knows where they got those from but so to circle back to what's been going on here that's kind of our regular. We get the gifting and the banging. And now they play with Argus. We've had him for a little over a year. And it took them a while to start to play with him. We've since gotten a kitten. And the kitten seems to be a really big deal with them. Because she, all of a sudden, and I don't know if they use infrasound or what they use, but she will perk up and get really hyper. I know kittens do that, but she'll want to go outside and we will see her fly to the tree line and then into the forest. And then we can't follow. We try and follow her because she's still little and we do have cougars. And now we've got grizzly bears that come down. So, we keep an eye on her, 
but it is the weirdest thing. She'll come back with the same thing where when she does come back, she's greasy and my vehicles have big handprints all over them. My doors constantly have handprints. The windows have handprints and sometimes face prints on our doors and they're glass. We've got glass. Then almost the entire back of the house is glass, big glass windows. And the front of the house has glass French doors that will get fingerprints in them. And we find hair all the time. And everything's been sent in. We, When all this first started, I talked about it, I think, in episode 64. I was terrified and was working with an organization. And they wanted me to send in fingerprints to have it tested by a gentleman named Jimmy Chilcutt, who has been on, I believe, numerous shows. He's a fingerprint expert down in Texas. And I sent several samples to him and it came back non-human primate. And the same thing with the hair samples that came back non-human hair, but primate. And their hair, people always ask me, well, what does their hair look like? And is it not fur? It's not fur, it's hair. And it feels like if you ever feel a horse's mane or the tail of a horse it's not quite that thick but that's what it feels like it's it's a substantial hair it's not like ours where our hair is soft their hair is not it it's coarse it's a coarser hair and it's thick it's definitely a lot thicker than a human hair But that's what we will experience. We will just have these bangs constantly. And we have had people come over and Willow has had friends come over and we'll have this banging. And I've had people say, oh, my God, what's going on with your house? And I'll just say, oh, it must be the heater or it must be. And it's a new house. So I just try to make up every anything I can think of on the fly as to why we are having bangs and things like that go on. So the other new development that we've had is I have a couple of Native American friends and one of them comes out regularly and does tobacco ceremonies here for them. And he and his girlfriend, who is also Native American, have done ceremonies out here. And it's hard to explain the feeling that you get. You've heard people talk about being scared, being frightened. I definitely felt that initially when this was first going on. I was ready to sell my property. I was terrified. But our relationship has definitely changed with them where it's good. It's nice. It's comforting to have them here. I would never move. I would never want to not have them here. If I didn't hear a bang, if I didn't hear house slaps or bangs, I would be worried that something happened to them. So it's changed. But when my friend comes out with his girlfriend 
or when he comes alone and he does a tobacco ceremony, he always includes Willow and I if she's home. And it is really interesting because we have heard humming. We've heard singing. I can't figure out what language it is. My friend doesn't know what language it is. It's not samurai talk or the samurai chatter. It's something else. But it it's like it's almost like when they're singing or they're humming. The humming feels like a language when you hear it. You can't decipher what it's humming. It's not a word. It's not words, but it vibrates inside you and it makes you feel different emotions. I think that must be maybe what people talk about when they talk about infrasound, but the language when they're singing or when we do hear them talking, it's almost like when someone is out of earshot and you can hear somebody whispering, but you can't quite catch what they're saying. That's what it's like, but you can definitely feel the vibration. Even when you hear this whisper talking, you feel it inside and it makes you feel emotion. So when my friend comes out and does these tobacco ceremonies, it sounds crazy to a lot of people that have not experienced this or who have had negative experiences with them, but it makes you feel like your heart grows so big. It just, it makes you feel so good. And it's a real emotional thing when he comes and he comes quite frequently because in his tradition, he said that that's what they need. And his people, he said that his tribe believes that they come as spirit guides. I really don't want to get into that. That's a whole nother topic of conversation and it's quite controversial, but in their religious traditions, they are spirit guides and he believes that they need to just have these ceremonies done for him and for them. And I can't speak anymore about that, but I do know how I feel and how Willow feels when he does these ceremonies and usually with the friends when you're around them, the energy is palpable and it's always good. And when my friend comes over, you can feel that they're very excited. Like if you would go to a basketball game or something and you can feel the energy in an arena at a sporting event, that's how it is. They get very excited. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And my friend tells me that they feel less lonely because he feels like they've been forgotten and been misrepresented. And I know that Willow has been bugging me for quite some time to fill out a report to you because she wants people to know how she sees them and how she's always seen them ever since she was little because she feels like a lot of people either have had bad experiences or don't really understand how they are. And even when she was tiny, she was always telling me not to be afraid that they are good and that they're people. So um, she's been bothering me for so long to talk about them with you and her education. She has a little education plan that she's had since she was little, and it's called the Friends or Friends because she's never had a negative experience. My experiences were not negative, but I definitely was so frightened, but that was was not them. It was me and it was having dogmen around as well. But other things that happen around here, we always find footprints in our yard. I've told more of my friends about them now. And one of my friends lives, oh, she lives about 20 miles away in a, we live in the mountains. She lives more in a farming type situation where they have more aspen trees and it's a little boggy, but there's a lot of farming that goes on. And she's been finding tree breaks and aspen trees bent over and woven, kind of woven together on her property now. And she's heard banging at her house. So I think, I don't know how they do it, but they followed her home. And now I said, well, good. Maybe they'll wake you up in the middle of the night wanting to play with your dog now and we can get a good night's sleep. But she's been over and she didn't really believe me at first. And then I showed her, um, we've got all kinds of house damage, not a lot anymore. This all happened in early on, but we have house damage from the dog men and it's on our roof. We have a steel roof and it's crumpled in parts in certain areas. The steel just was crumpled from them. And we have scratches on metal doors and a lot of tree damage, a lot of tree breaks. That's from the friends where they break the tops off of trees or they'll get it. They'll get these branches that are about 12 feet high and they're maybe the, the width of a man's the girth is about a man's wrist and they'll bend them down and weave them back on around another tree and back on itself and kind of not tie it, but wrap it around. So it's woven. So she has seen those here and now she has that going on at her house too. And my native friends here now here banging on their house too. So I think they've got a little network now of people that they visit. Like I said, I don't know how they do it, how they figure it out, but they, like dogmen, follow people home. Sasquatch do too. 
but at least with the Sasquatch, the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to start banging because they, I think that they like interacting with people, with certain people. It's like dogs pick their people and I think Sasquatch are people. So that's a bad analogy. I think how people, how we pick our friends, I think that they definitely can feel who they want to have in their life and they follow them and then they'll try and interact on whatever level they try and interact. But my friend who lives about 20 miles away, she and her kids have been getting gifts too. She's been finding stuff on her porch too. So they're making the rounds around here. And, um, I don't know. I mean, we still have huge footprints in our yard all the time. Um, we'll find things moved our hammock. We've got a huge hammock that's wooden. They'll move that around. They'll open my car doors. If I don't lock my car doors, they'll open it up and I'll find things in my car or they'll take things out of my car. They like lip balm. And if I have lip balm in there, they'll take it. I think the little ones must take it because I'll get it back and the entire thing is scraped out, but they'll bring back the tube. So at least they're polite about it. But it's things like this that go on daily at our house where things will go missing and suddenly months later, here it is back. Or if it's not that exact item, it's something similar, like my sunglasses went missing and they're gone. And then all of a sudden, sunglasses are back and they took them from my car. And here in my car seat is a pair of sunglasses. They're not mine. I have no idea whose sunglasses they are, but they brought back sunglasses because they took mine. So there's a sense of that if you take something, you bring it back. And they definitely know they're, they're so intelligent. It just baffles me. And I do think that there are different types from listening to other people's encounters down south and that they're more animalistic. But here, they're more polite than a lot of people that I know. And we've never been hurt. We've never felt anything but safe around them. Well, at least Willow has. I, there was a time when I did not feel that way. But I think I might turn it over to her because I think that her experiences are really special. She's never had a life without them. And she's the one that convinced me that they're not bad, that they're good. And I think people need to hear from a child's perspective. And she's 10 now. And she's a very mature and very intelligent young woman. That they need to hear from her perspective what her life has been like growing up with Sasquatch. So I'll, I'll turn it over to Willow. Hey, I'm Willow. And the first encounter I really ever had was when I was about two. It was getting closer to the hour of nighttime, and I was getting ready for bed, putting my toys away, or putting them on the floor somewhere, and I looked out the window, and so did my mom, because she noticed I was looking out at something, 
and we saw this like it looked like a person but it was very like muscular and very hairy and taller than a normal person would be like seven foot ten or something like that and so we were staring at this thing and my mom i could tell she was scared and after that first night she started putting towels over the windows and doors and she would always just make these towels like cover the whole window like they weren't just towels you'd like use to dry yourself off they're like uh very very big pool towels like towels you'd use at the beach to put down and lay down on so about the third week we saw I started to realize they haven't been doing any harm. And I started to tell my mom that they're friendly and they won't hurt us. And we've been having encounters a lot since then. Fast forward to about, let's say, two years later, when I was four. So I started making drawings. And I made a drawing and I put it up on the window. And then I made another and put it up on the window. And I taped it so if you were looking on the outside, you could actually see the drawing. What was the drawing of? Uh, I drew a picture of a friend. And it wasn't a very good drawing. I wasn't a very good drawer back then. And so it kind of just looked like a big, hairy kind of blob thing with blue eyes. And then there was like, pine trees and flowers and the sun i gave the sun a smiley face if i'm correct and i didn't really color in anything mostly colored in like the flowers and the sasquatch and we get a white sasquatch named monty and he is white and that explains why sometimes we'll see white streaks around and so one day I had a play date with one of my friends and we were just outside on the trampoline and I decided to go out and I said, hey, everyone, follow me. And so we were going to go down by the creek. We have a creek behind our house. And so we were going to go down there. And my friend, she extremely got worried when she saw this tall shadow in the forest but like right at the tree line and we both ran inside and we told my grandmother and she I knew she didn't believe us but she acted like she did and then after that when we both went back outside on the trampoline it was gone just like that we were probably inside for like 10 seconds if i can just interject myself here so she and her friend when they were outside they came in and then they went back out and it was gone and then when they came back in again and i was making them dinner her little friend goes i think i saw a big hairy person i think i saw a bigfoot and we just said oh that's funny you know because what do you say so we kind of poo-pooed her. So having playdates here, it's risky. 
because they like kids. So they, they sometimes come out, but Willow, I want you to explain what you drew when you drew those pictures. I want you to explain, maybe I bet a lot of people want to know what the friends look like and why you drew the pictures. Because I think that's important, why you were drawing those pictures. So, what the friends look like. So, take a person and make them extremely tall, like about, I don't know, 8 foot 2, something like that. Or maybe 7 foot 10. Make them about that size. And then take them and give them hair almost everywhere of their body. A little less hair on the face. And so the only colors I really see them in are dark brown, black, gray, and one white one. And I believe the white one might be albino. In my opinion, you never know. There could be just white ones out there. But what do their faces look like to you? Their faces. They look like normal human faces, but make it more like larger and add hair to it. Larger how? Like Like just like a big, like if my head would get bigger or does it look different to you? Like, if you took someone and was like, I don't know, took a man's head and like made it like a few, a little bit bigger. So you think they look more like people, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think Sasquatch look more like people. What else do they look like? What do their bodies look like to you? Well, very muscular, in my opinion. Very tall, covered in hair. We've heard them imitate a lot of things. They will even try to imitate people's voices. Like, one time I heard in, like, the voice that kind of sounded like my grandma's say, Hey, come outside. I want to see, see you. And I went outside and I didn't see anything. So I'm like, I wonder where my grandma is. And they've imitated owls. They've imitated, they've imitated, I think once I, I heard them howling in a way where it's not like a wolf howl, but it's like, I don't know how I, if there's a way I could explain it, but they like howl in like a way where it's so, like, non-human and non-wolf-like at all, where it just sounds like something that you would take, like, take the mix of an owl hoot and kind of like a barking noise and make it until it kind of sounds like a howl in a way. Their eyes are either dark, like a dark green color, brown, and a few times I've seen orange eyes. Orange glowing eyes. Is that during the day or only at night time? I only really see their eyes glow at night. I have had like three more sightings. Well, one of those sightings... This actually happened about last year when I was in 
fourth grade. I was outside playing in the front yard, and I looked across the street, and I saw like a tall black, like a tall black Sasquatch standing there, looking at me with its dark green, I think it was, eyes, and I just stood there, looked at it for like three or four seconds. I blinked, and it was gone. All I saw was a black flash heading back to the woods, across the street and back to the woods. So, this actually happened this summer, this year in the summertime. So, we had come back from a trip, and I had finished unpacking and putting everything away. It was pretty dark outside, and I was getting ready to head off to bed. I slowly walked to my bedroom to get something. I think it was like another blanket because I was cold at that time. And I looked out my window and I pulled up the blinds because to me it looked like there was something walking there on the other side. And I looked right through probably staring at the other side of the glass at me, were two glowing amber-like and orange-like eyes staring at me through the window. It kind of freaked me out, and then they were gone, just staring there. And then probably this was the latest encounter of mine. I was walking to the bus. And I'd been dropped off. I was walking up to the bus stop. And there's like these fences. And there's like a bush on the other side of one of the fences. And a kind of like bush slash dead tree kind of thing. And I looked over there. And for like two split seconds, I saw these like two brown, I don't know, brown... Sasquatch. They were just both brown standing there for like two split seconds and then they were gone. And don't tell me I was seeing things because if you looked a bit in the distance behind that thing, there was four footprints, like two big ones and then two kind of like smaller ones right next to them. And because it, the way you could tell, because it's, there's snow outside, so. There were tracks left in that snow. And that's really all. That was my latest encounter, and I read from the first to the last. Well, well, after you put the picture you drew of the friend in your window, did you notice any change in their behavior? Well, the next day I woke up, it was still taped there, and there was a face print on the glass right in front of that picture, as if they were like there looking at it. But they'd have to be, like, kneeled down on their knees to be able to see it. Unless if they were at the bottom of the stairs and looking at it and, like, pressing their face up against it. Because they're so tall. Well, sounds like they definitely noticed it. Yep. Robin, you said that the activity at your property started in 2011. Is that the year you moved into your home? No. That's what makes it odd. 
So I moved here full time in 2007. And then I noticed things going on, just weird things. I know it sounds crazy to people that live in the city, but I'm so remote that I never really locked my doors. I would be on the phone with someone and the doors would open. And we've got, I said in the other episodes too, we've got security locks where it's about an inch, two inch pegs that there's four or five that go out horizontally and two that go vertically. So the door is locked in place, and but they weren't locked. But when you open the door, it makes a noise. And I'd be on the phone with people and all of a sudden it would get cold and I'd look and the doors would be open, but I didn't open them and there's nobody out here that would open them. And things like that would go on and that happened pretty often. And I had no concept of Sasquatch or anything like that. I thought that my house was haunted. And it wasn't until I adopted Lily in 2009, I adopted her. And it wasn't until 2011 that my mom had her sighting. People might remember that my mom had a sighting where I was in Chicago for business. And my mom was here with Willow. and she saw one in the window. It was a little one. And she said it looked like a little ape. And that was in 2011. And then she saw one when she was mowing the lawn when I was on vacation and she was here. And she saw one in the tree line when she was mowing the lawn. But she's always described what she sees as looking like an orangutan. She said the hair looked like an orangutan. And that she thinks they look ape-like, but to me, they didn't. But after she had her sighting, it was like game on here. That was when this constant banging started. And my aunt, I made my aunt come over because I wanted to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. You know, she came over and we just sat in the living room one day and all this banging, it sounded like it was coming from the sides of the house, from the roof, from under, underneath the house, on the windows, all at once, all this banging. And it was constant. And we found footprints all over and nothing like that. I mean, they really wanted to have their presence known in 2011. That was the year really that it all this started and it has not stopped. And what prompted it, I have no idea. I don't know why all of a sudden, because I think that they've been around here. They must have been around all this time, but, and have been subtle. But 2011, it's been nonstop ever since. Well, if they wanted to make their presence known, it sounds like they did a really good job of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> there was just no ignoring it. You know, and normally our ground is so hard that normally you have to kind of know what to look for to see their tracks here. And they're, 
they're usually pretty stealthy about not leaving tracks. Like Willow said that she saw tracks at her bus stop. They're usually pretty stealthy. And when they want you to find tracks, you'll find them. We were finding tracks all over everywhere to make it. It was just so obvious, you know, that this is what was causing it. And that time when she was describing when we both saw that Sasquatch outside her window, I was terrified. And that was when I, I mean, she had been talking about her hairy mommy this hairy mommy that comes to her door or comes to her window and she's really nice. And, you know, she would say that she sings and that she taps on her window and wants her to, to play or, you know, these things. And I thought, what on earth is going on here? Because that was when all these bangs started and I hadn't really put it all together until she started with this hairy mommy thing. And then I just was thinking, it, this isn't real. This is not happening. This happens to other people who drink too much on drugs, but not, this isn't happening. And then when we saw that Sasquatch in her window, oh my God, that was, and when she remembered, I put up sheets, uh, our house is glass. I mean, it's it's just huge windows and no we don't have blinds up because you don't want to obstruct the view i got nails and i nailed up sheets and willow remembers this that i just nailed up all these sheets every night i would nail up sheets every day we would be home before it got dark so that I could nail up those sheets. And every night we slept in, I had her sleep in my bedroom after that. And I slept, hardly slept at all for a month because I was so terrified. They didn't do anything. Like Willow said, you know, she realized they're not going to hurt us. And she was trying to tell me this. And I thought, oh my God, who? what am I going to do? Who am I going to call to protect us from whatever's going on and what do they want? And um, I think that all they want is just to be known, you know, just to be known and to be remembered. And all this land was native land. And my friend that's native said that they live a very long time and that they probably remember back when people respected them and interacted with them and traded with them and that they don't have it anymore. And in his words, you know, they're lonely. And, and I don't doubt that because what we've experienced is that they like us to go outside and they like it when we have bonfires, when we have company, they're always trying to, to see what's going on and, that's our experience. I know that for a lot of people, it sounds like we're nutty. And for people that have had bad experiences, it probably sounds like I'm really naive and that they're manipulating my daughter, but they're not. I think that there are like people and have different personalities, maybe different groups interact with people differently, but certainly we're very fortunate that the group that's here is very friendly and 
they do things that are kind of play tricks on us and they like to play pranks, but they've never done anything harmful. They've only done things that are nice and that are, you know, funny. Some of it's borderline funny, but, you know, they don't seem negative in any way at all to us. Well, I'm so glad you've got such an affable relationship with them. Thank goodness. I know. As big as they are, it could go bad. It would be really bad if you didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Willa, you said you think Sasquatch are misunderstood about a lot of things. What do you think most people have wrong about them? Well, I'd probably end up telling them that I think that it's wrong to think bad about them because the ones who want to who do harm to people are just trying to protect themselves. All of them are kind and just try to respect people's face. Some of them try to stay hidden because they're scared. And then some of them want to interact with people, and that's how people get encounters, I think. I see. Do you think somewhere, someplace, there might be a Sasquatch that might be a little on the dangerous side and best to stay away from? Maybe. That might be true. Yeah, unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Unfortunately. Robin, a lot of the people who heard you on Aaron talk about all the Sasquatch activity around your home wondered why you haven't moved because of it. What would you say to those listeners? I would say to them that when it first started, I was ready to move. I wanted to move to downtown Chicago because I figured that there, there's absolutely no chance that these creatures, I thought of them as creatures and I don't know, I, monsters at the time. I thought for sure they wouldn't be there. I was terrified. I felt like I was under attack every single day, but I don't know. It, it's so hard to explain to people. I finally decided that this was my house and this was where I wanted to live. I'd worked very, very hard in my life to have this lifestyle. And I went outside one day. I got so mad that my anger overrode my fear. And I went, our property's really big. I went to every single corner of our property. And I just said, this is my house. And it sounds silly to people, but I said, if you're not good, you need to get out of here. You're not welcome. You need to leave me alone. You need to leave my daughter alone. But if you're good and if you have good intention, then fine. But let's find a way to interact where you're not scaring me because you're not scaring my daughter, but you're really scaring me. And if you're trying to get my attention, that's not the way to do it. And as silly as that sounds to people, that worked. I think that they understand language. I think they understand at least not language, but they understand emotion. And I know that they understand intent. And my intent wasn't that I hated them. It was that I know logically that you haven't hurt me. You haven't hurt my daughter. You've had ample opportunity 
You could knock down my house if you wanted to. So clearly you want something from me. After I did that, that was when it all changed. And it sounds crazy to people that do not have habituation, but the energy at this house completely changed. And I didn't feel afraid. From that moment on, I did not feel afraid. And it wasn't that anything inside me changed. It was that either they changed or something changed. And it felt good and it felt nice. And the other thing that I wanted to add is that I have several friends now who, through social media, who have habituation at their house too. And there are lots of people like my family that have this going on and will never speak out because of ridicule and also because they do not want anybody hanging around their house or trying to figure out where they're located out of respect, not for their own privacy, but for respect for the Sasquatch because it is a very special thing. I feel really honored. I don't know what I did. It's one of those things where when something really good happens, you don't know what you did to deserve it. That's kind of how I feel. I feel like we've got this going on. We've got every day. It's like a family. Every day they knock on the house to let us know that they're around. Every night they knock on the house to let us know that they're around. They'll do silly things. They'll hoot outside my window or I'll hear Like Willow said, they imitate people pretty well. And I'll hear my name being called outside or I'll hear mom. There have been so many times, Vic, that I've been outside and I will hear in Lily's voice, mom, mom, only I know it's not her because it's projecting louder, but it's almost a spot on imitation of Willow. It's crazy, but I feel really fortunate to have this going on now. And so do the people that my friends that also have habituation, they all went through the same thing. My brother talked about how it's an evolution. It doesn't just happen overnight that suddenly you feel like, Oh wow, I can accept this now. Oh no. It rocks your world. It completely flips your perception of reality upside down. You, have this secret life that you can't tell people. My boyfriend doesn't even know that this is going on. I don't feel like he would accept it. And that's okay. I have other friends that do accept it and that choose to interact. And there are people that I know will not talk about it to other people so that I know that the Sasquatch are safe, that we're safe. I I can't imagine moving now because I would, I feel like I would be moving away from people that we all love. Well, you definitely have an interesting situation there. There's no denying that. (laughs) A situation where people would kill to trade places with you, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah, I am. That's why we're anonymous. (laughs) And that's why we really guard who we tell. We are guarded with how we interact with people. Willow has been told never to tell anybody. So for her to be able to talk about it with you 
and to share her experiences with your audience is really special because she's been told her entire life we cannot talk about the friends. We need to keep them safe so you cannot talk about it. So she's a little nervous talking, but everything she said is from her heart. And when she drew that picture of the friends and put it up, if I still have a picture of it, I'll send you pictures just for you. But it said the friends are friends because she, we were watching a TV show where people bang on trees. And she said, as little as she was, they're not respectful. And that that's not how you make friends by banging on trees. You make friends by being out and being nice. So that's why she created that video for her picture about the friends. Because she back then, she wanted to tell people how you treat them and that you treat them like you do friends. Well, I think in a lot of ways, they're like mirrors. Whatever you put off is what you get back. At least it sounds like that's the case. Robin, you just mentioned friends who have them around their homes, too. Before we call it, do you have any words of wisdom you'd like to share with anyone who moves to a new property and finds out they have Sasquatch around? Yes, I do. Have boundaries. You decide what your boundaries are and talk to them about boundaries because I don't know how, but they understand. And with us, it changed when I drew boundaries. It changed when I said, knock it off to change, but in a respectful way. You have to be respectful. If you're not respectful, it'll go south. Yep, Willow agreed. She just said, yep. But it will go south and you have to show respect for them. I definitely do not recommend leaving any type of food out or anything like that. Just be respectful and just let them come to you. And that would be my advice and not to tell too many people. If you need any help, please contact Vic. I wish that I told you before we started this interview that I wish that I would have found you before I went to other people for help because you know so many people that have this situation and can connect people together to help you get through emotionally the revelation that Sasquatch are real. It is kind of traumatic when you realize that they're real because it throws your paradigm on reality out the window. It changes everything and you do need people to talk to. And I would recommend contacting you because you know who good, solid people are that have had experiences and have adapted to them that can help other people. So thank you for what you do. Oh, you're welcome. You know, you're welcome. How about you, Willow? What advice would you give someone who moves to a new property and finds out that they have Sasquatch around? I would tell them this exactly. Something to know about them is that they're not here to really hurt you. They won't hurt you. Like my mom said, they're practically mirrors and 
they'll copy whatever you do. So if you do something to them, they'll do the same thing back. Or, like, if they have something that, like, they're trying to use to keep each other safe. If you get rid of that, then they'll probably try to destroy your house or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Yeah, that makes good sense. Robin and Willow, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing all that information and experiences with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate it. And thank you for having Willow on. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a great time. Well, thanks again so much for coming on and have a great night. That's it for another episode of Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio with Vic Cundiff. If you've had a Sasquatch encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please go to BigfootEyewitness.com and submit a report. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.